Welcome to Wellspring on the Air, where professional Christian counselors share practical life and Bible insights. Why? Because hearts and minds matter. We're glad you joined our show today to hear from our host, Tova Kreps, president of Wellspring Counseling in Miami. Tova is a licensed therapist with many years of experience as a Christian counselor. Tova teaches, writes, and consults, and Life FM is pleased to have Wellspring Counseling restoring hearts and minds in our community. Welcome to Wellspring on the Air. I'm Tova, co-founder and president of Wellspring Counseling. And today's program is titled Handling Unhappy Holidays. We're going to dig in. We are counselors. We're going to talk about what makes holidays someone's very unhappy instead of happy. And we're going to address stress, grief and loss, handling hard family members and handling our expectations today. If you would like the positive side of the holiday season and think this is kind of a Mm -hmm. Debbie Downer show, (laughs) then listen to our last week's episode on creating powerful moments this Christmas. And that's a positive one, how to make it good. This is how to handle what's hard. But let's face it, uh, sometimes life is hard and not all happy. So with me today, I have Lindsay Steffen. Hi, it's great to be here today. And she's my co-host of this show as we talk about handling unhappy holidays here on Wellspring on the Air. So again, we're going to talk about stress, then grief and loss, then how to handle hard family members and expectations. So let's dive right in on stress. It's a busy time of year and we have more to do than usual, right? Yeah, I think everyone, even just with work, I don't know what it is. There's deadlines, end of year things. It's like the stress level just shoots through the roof. I see that in my own life with family, friends, clients. So I think with that, though, we start to get, quote unquote, too busy to keep taking care of ourselves. So so maybe like the fact that um, I haven't exercised since Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes, that's a perfect <laughs> example. Might be a perfect example. <laughs> yes. I mean, I did get a little sick, but I, yeah, it's like I'm too busy to exercise. And yet, really, I need exercise absolutely more than ever to yes. get through this time, stressful time. Yeah, just you need that serotonin boost and you need to just sweat out the stress. But it's true. That's usually the first thing to go or healthy eating, all of these things that they start to play into, of course, how we feel physically, but emotionally as well. So I really I encourage my clients, let's set even sometimes a daily schedule for the week before I'm going to see you again next week or just scheduling in each day what's a way that you can take care of yourself. So today, even be realistic. I don't need you to exercise for an hour, but do 20 minutes of yoga or go for a walk or have dinner with a friend, have someone over just um, or quiet time. I think that's something too we're all probably guilty of is, oh, I just need a little more sleep in the morning and we don't start our day with God. So just being mindful that maybe we have to be even more intentional than normal to guard those sacred spaces that we need. So stress management in the holidays is no different than stress management any other time. But we really need to do it because it is a stressful time. And telling ourselves, this is a stressful time, so I need to do the basics. I need to eat in the healthy ways, have lots of water, you know, make sure I'm getting the sleep and getting some exercise in. And even if it's shorter amounts of exercise, you don't have time, the intensity is very important in order to get the stress reduction benefits. You've got to hit that aerobic value, 20 minutes of that aerobic value to get that change in your serotonin levels, the Mm. change in your system. So just remember that the walk is great. That's probably more of a mental thing. But that true aerobic value actually changes our stress levels in our body. So and that'll keep you from finding other ways to de-stress like, you Mm. know, addictions or other things that are bad for us. So eating and drinking in ways that then we've thrown our diet off too and everything else off. So 
All right, so we need to handle stress. I, I love the fa- fact that you talked about time with God. The season is for mm-hmm. him, and so making sure we have that time to just center and be with him and let him speak to us through his word and um, yeah. worship with music and things. Yeah, I think sometimes, too, remembering to say no to certain things mm. because I think we have more invitations, more even very fun activities, and we want to do everything. But just like in your normal other 11 months of the year, sometimes you have to say no to one thing to say yes to another So maybe I can't go to three holiday wide elephant gift exchanges this week because your small group's doing it, your friend group, your coworkers, whatever. (laughs) But you have to have some limits just so when you're going to these things, you're not just showing up like half of yourself, (laughs) half a person. But you can maybe go to a couple things and really be present and enjoy them. That's true. And that helps our stress, too. And Mm -hmm. most people do accept a no if you must give it. You know, they, they do. If we just say, I just have you know, conflicting things. I cannot do this event and it's, it's a good thing. Yeah. All right. So let's move past stress. How to, how to handle unhappy holidays. One is to reduce our stress. The second is to handle grief and loss. Mm-hmm. And this really, I just want to address this. And if this is a topic that's important to you as a listener, because you're missing a loved one this season, or you're with someone who's missing a loved one and you want to know how to handle them. I actually have an article on this. You can find it on our website at wellspringmiami.org. And I, we have whole talks on this, other full shows on this particular topic of grief and loss in the holidays. Mm-hmm. So ask for those things at Wellspring if you'd like a little bit more. But briefly, let's just talk about it. Um, if somebody is having an unhappy holiday because the reason is that they're missing a loved one, mm-hmm. what can they do? Um, the first thing I had down was to manage their expectations. So yeah. don't expect it to be like other holidays. It's just not going to be. It's going to be different. Everything's going to seem different without someone significant there that used to be a part of the traditions, used to be shared experiences, and now they're not there. And so you're going to have to work really hard at saying, okay, it's going to be different, and how do I make it a good different in some ways? So sometimes it takes a little bit of planning um, on how to do that, but managing those expectations. The other thing is grieving actually is exhausting. Mm-hmm. It actually takes emotional energy. Yes. So I think part of the plan and expectations is you're probably going to accomplish less this year. So find ways to just take it off your plate. You'll mm-hmm. be more tired. It'll be a little harder. You probably can't accomplish as much. And so letting that be your expectation that you just need to be handled with TLC, um, tender loving care in ways to get you through would be uh, a reasonable expectation. Yeah. So maybe if you normally coordinate the Christmas bake sale or whatever at your church, maybe this year you don't coordinate it, but you just show up that day and you bring your brownies. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. you still can participate, but you don't have to have the same expectation that you're just like you were last year. Right. Right. I think too, um, just as counselors, we know how important it is to feel our emotions and connect with them and express them we kind of we learn that emotions are like clouds so we let them float in give them attention and then they'll go they'll pass through so instead of rejecting that or pushing it down or staying so busy we don't think about it let yourself feel whatever naturally comes up so if you're grieving of course you're going to feel sadness and that's normal and appropriate and actually good that you're feeling it and not Mm -hmm. ignoring it so let those feelings come give them attention and then they can pass 
And I think sometimes, you know, for those who are grieving, it comes as a surprise. Yeah. All of a sudden, a particular song or a particular moment. Yeah. And, and letting that, just let it let it wash over you. If you mm-hmm. need to step out of the room for a minute, step out of the room for a minute. It doesn't matter if you're in the middle of the church service. Just, <laughs> just take a little moment and let yourself yeah. be there and say, wow, this is sad. And then it will pass. And then you can re-enter what's happening yeah. around you. But I think expecting that to happen and giving permission as opposed to trying to stuff it down. Yeah. That's a problem. You'll say, oh, I don't want to go to anything because I'll feel sad. Well, just go and feel sad. You may (laughs) also feel happy in between the waves. And so I think that is a helpful thing. Let those emotions arrive. I also think you need to adjust your traditions. So again, the traditions from before that had the loved one are not going to be the same. So they may pull sadness. So it's a good time to maybe come up with a couple of new traditions, maybe just one, something new. Okay, so this year, I'm going to start, I'm going to start going to dinner with this particular person, or I'm going to start attending a different church, or I'm going to do something that is a new ritual that has no association with the loved ones so that you can have handle the sad traditions but you have something that's a new tradition that began this year I love Um, that because I feel like it kind of bridges that gap between your old life and your old way of being and kind of this new season you're stepping into so I actually I'm watching some clients do this very well right now and I admire them because I see they are still doing something almost kind of in a memorial way like this was always our tradition and still doing it but inviting some supportive people like hey this actually might be hard to do this what used to be a very happy tradition so can you be here for that and kind of just be present and then doing something new I have of course I won't give any details but a client just doing a new um, kind of volunteer activity this year something she's never done and she's really excited now that she has kind of taken that step to start it yeah that's exactly what I mean by the new tradition that leads me to the next point which is to create a wish list for yourself Mm -hmm. for the season so here's the thing you ask yourself what would help me get through this season and a second question when the holidays are over I hope that blank Mm -hmm. and so by really thinking through what do I need and what do I want for the season you can create a little list of those things so I want to keep these traditions, like I don't want to miss church, or I don't want to miss this, or I want to be with family. But then that question is, how do I get through that? And that's what you were saying. So you've had a tradition Mm -hmm. with somebody else. Maybe this year, somebody new, you're going to have to call them up and say, could you go with me to shop for presents? Yeah. Or could you help me decorate the tree? Mm -hmm. Or could you, all these little things that that you need extra support to get through. So making that wish list, I I hope maybe your wish list is not to be alone for some of these significant things. You're going to have to ask people because they don't know that that would be really helpful for you. Most people, some people intuitively know, but most people don't. And they say, how can I help? And if you don't have your wish list ready, you don't have an answer. So the wish list is, how can I help? Oh, well, actually, next Tuesday, could you go with me when I do this? Would be a real specific answer. People are happy to meet our needs when we tell them specifically what they are. Yeah. And I think that's so helpful for them because they do want to help you. But of course, how do you, well, I'm going to go help this person grieve now. Like that's not, they need something <laughs> concrete. And so if you offer that, it's actually, it's very helpful to a, them. A relief. To, yeah, it is. Like, oh, now I know just 
exactly what to do and and feeling like they can meet a need for you. We talked about last week just what a joy it is to actually meet someone where they're at and do something very personal for them. True. That leads me to the next step for those who are grieving, and that is do something for someone else. And the reason this is helpful, for one thing, somebody else receives, but it's also helpful for you, the griever, because it helps take your mind off it. The more you're thinking about others, it can actually just pull you kind of out of that that wallowing we can get in. And it's not a negative thing that we're self-focused when we're grieving. It's part of our healing. So I don't mean to put any judgment on thinking about ourselves during (laughs) grief, but it is actually helpful to think of others because you pulls you out for just a moment into a happy place. Yeah. And that that's a really valuable thing. So uh, you can even do it in honor of somebody, you mm-hmm. know, and so you're honoring your loved one while also doing something for somebody else, going and serving at Camilla's house or volunteering somewhere or something. And those things ha- happen. So really, you need to be handled with care during this season mm-hmm. if you're grieving. And just know, manage your expectations, let your feelings come, adjust your traditions, come up with a list of things and ways people can help you get through it. And then do some some things for some other people to help you focus outward and as well as inward during this season. Uh, Lindsay, I know you wanted to make some comments about how someone can help somebody else who's grieving. Yeah, so I think um, a good way to think of it is offering your presence, not necessarily presents like gifts. So just being with people. I think this is something as counselors, this is kind of our job. So we offer tools and techniques, but just being with people during hard times. And I think we really underestimate the power of that. So sometimes I'll have clients who they'll even say, you know, just you being with me or knowing I would sit with you each week through this, that was even more powerful than maybe, you know, I thought, oh, great, I have this new thing in research or I can share this technique. But I think those aren't the things. It's simply that human to human connection that really brings healing. So just listening, being there, you don't even have to do anything. I think sometimes we have anxiety, right? Where we mm-hmm. have to... Uh, what do I say? Yeah, or I'm I'm uncomfortable because you feel bad. So I want you to feel better for your sake, of course, but also because I can't deal with sitting with that. So I think find those healthy people in your life who really can just offer presence where you you may or may not talk about things but you're just you're together and then they can ask questions or you can bring up things and there's yeah, space I think for that I, I think other pieces of advice direct advice for people who are helping someone else's grieving is to actually ask straightforward questions so use yeah. the name of the loved one who's gone you know so so and so isn't here with us this year i'm wondering how you're feeling and if you want to talk about it or i realize this is your first christmas without someone or maybe yeah. it's your 10th christmas without that person yeah. but it's just asking people how they are is a way we can help and acknowledging remembering the person's name you're not going to make people feel more sad you're going to just acknowledge what they're already thinking and sometimes feel like everyone else is forgotten and so just you you remembering that they're missing a loved one is a valuable thing to say to someone and and letting them know that you're there and available if they want it well so far we've talked about stress and grief and loss those are two ways that our holidays can be unhappy and so hopefully we've given you some guidelines on that we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back after the break and talk about how to handle unhappy holidays when we have hard family members to spend time with and when we have expectations that we need to deal with so we'll be right back 
Wellspring now offers professional Christian counseling at six locations in Dade County. Therapists are now taking clients at two new locations, one at Crossbridge, Miami Springs, and Key Biscayne. For more information, 786-573-7010 or wellspringmiami.org for more information. Welcome back to Wellspring on the Air. This is Tova and Lindsay, and together we are talking about how to handle unhappy holidays. If you missed the beginning of the show, we talked about how to handle the stress that can make us unhappy and also grief and loss that can make us very sad, and some helpful hints on that. If you missed it, you can find us at wellspringmiami.org, or you can look up Wellspring on the Air on any of your favorite podcast formats and listen to the rest of the show. And if you want the positive form of how to be excited and happy this Christmas, we also have a podcast on um, how to create powerful moments this Christmas. But this one is about some of the hard things, and we are counselors. This is this is the stuff we deal with, so we want to make sure we give some advice. So our next unhappy holiday possibility is that we have hard family members. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk first about the hard family members that we have to be present with for a meal or for sleeping in the same quarters or for extended periods of time, Mm -hmm. those members that we have broken relationships with. So Lindsay, what do we want to say about broken relationships that we have with people and how to fake it through those times? Yeah. Well, I think this is just very relevant because I my office is flooded this month <laughs> more than any other month of the year, I think, because anxiety is coming and just all of these like, how am I going to deal with this? So, um, yeah, I think something that we need to do is to have good boundaries. So again, just like we've talked about the holidays, we need to manage our stress well, just like we do all year. And the same thing where we maintain our boundaries that we had all year, anticipating that there are going to be probably more challenges in these next couple weeks than maybe throughout the rest of the year with our family. So just preparing for it. I think when we think ahead of time and plan accordingly, then it doesn't surprise us. It doesn't necessarily discourage or disappoint us. We'll go into this later, but it's really about those expectations and thinking, okay, what what can I do to realistically get through this? So one thing I tell clients is limit your time. So you don't have to necessarily Go and stay in your family's home for a week straight if that's not a good idea for you. Well, I think setting boundaries is important. And and some people are really toxic and we need to set stronger boundaries. And and then there are little boundaries we can set. But, you know, I think we can think twice about and maybe even make some people disappointed, but maybe we shouldn't stay at the house. Or maybe a different boundary we might set is that we don't stay, as you said, as long. We, we keep the time limited. Or we only see people in certain venues. So if you have a family member who is a lot worse late at night because of maybe substance abuse, then maybe your boundary is that you go visit them and maybe intentionally go visit them in the morning or you have your Christmas time with them in the at lunchtime. Or, you know, so coming mm-hmm. up with ways to work around um, things so that, not that you're cutting people out, but that you setting boundaries to keep them away, but that you are setting boundaries for what you can and can't do in order to create success. The goal is to yeah. how do I be with this person successfully? Yep. 
So keeping even those things we talked about earlier, but keeping your quiet time, going for a run in the morning, or if you just need a break in the day saying, hey, I'm going to take the car and go to the mall and just take an hour or two for yourself. I think some families, I'm, I'm noticing a lot with clients that the expectation is you're home for Christmas and we're going to be together every waking moment, whether or not it's miserable. So <laughs> we're going to, misery loves company, I guess. So, but you know, it's okay to step away and kind of as your adult self, you are not required there to be there you know 24 7 you can take some time step away short go for a walk something you know get a phone call have a phone call with somebody who makes you not feel the toxic (laughs) (laughs) negative feelings yeah Uh, you know there's another thing you can do too i i think in anticipation of trouble people and people who have broken relationships there's a scripture passage that jesus actually tells us that we should make peace with people on our way to court so if you got somebody who's going to sue you he says go go make a deal Mm. with them before you get to court so the idea is you have the meeting before the meeting and i think if you know you're going to spend the holiday in close proximity with someone and you have a really broken relationship, it might be wise to have a meeting before the meeting to call that person Mm -hmm. up and say, you know what, I know we're going to be together because mom wants us to be together. Dad wants us to be together. And I'm willing, you put out the positive, I'm willing to just let everything go between us so we can have a happy day or a happy meal or whatever. And if you can get that buy-in from them, that everything's on hold and that you, Mm -hmm. so you kind of get rid of the awkwardness when you see each other of an unresolved conflict, you've agreed to put it away for the moment and that kind of thing. And I I think those are powerful things we can do in anticipation. Um, just and they hear your goodwill. My my goodwill is to make this successful, to yeah. make it happy, and so I'm willing to do it. Are you willing to join me? I, I think those are great ways to mm-hmm. get through those broken relationships that are in the midst of a holiday gathering. Yeah, and it may or may not work, but I think <laughs> there's there's a better chance that it will work by just having that conversation. Kind of lower your anxiety of mm-hmm. going in fingers crossed. Like I hope nothing happens, but hey let's be a little preemptive go yeah ahead of time and say hey let's make an effort together join together in this moment even just for today and try and make this as pleasant for all of us as possible yeah i think that's great well so we have people who have broken relationships with some of the other hard family members are those people who uh, i call the joy robbers or the troublemakers mm-hmm. these are the people who you you know they actually kind of like stirring up drama and will because there's a big audience and everyone's there and this is their opportunity to kind of say what they want the whole family to hear or so they may create drama they may be abusive or maybe they have addictions that always show when you have these big holiday gatherings so Lindsay, what do you think what can we do to help ourselves handle unhappy holidays with family members who are joy robbers or troublemakers Yeah. So I think, again, just um, of course, if it's abusive or substance abuse to the point where it's unsafe, then maybe those people are not invited while they're still going on with these behaviors or attitudes towards people. But or you can leave because that's in your control more than there you go. They're coming. That's true. You can control you more than them. Yeah. Generally. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe you if you go and things are completely chaotic, you don't have to stay and grit your teeth through that. You're allowed to leave. (laughs) And you know, Uber does exist. Yes. You're not always trapped by (laughs) a car. Sometimes we have that mental (laughs) thing. I I can't leave. I rode with somebody else. And it's like, no, no. Yeah. Sometimes it's worth that 20 bucks Uber Lyft ride to get to, to solve it. But yes. Absolutely. So separation. What else? 
Yeah, I think too, you mentioned earlier, I really like that idea of doing something early in the day. So maybe a Christmas brunch or doing something, um, not waiting till late at night. If that's when, you know, once so-and-so has been drinking, things are not going to be so fun or so-and-so is going to get loud or, or even I think having, this is kind of a, maybe some families want to spend the whole day together. It could be cultural or a tradition, but what about having a shorter time? There's less time for buildup and for <laughs> drama to all of a sudden explode after seven hours together. I think one of the keys in anticipation is to say, when does it get really bad? What are the elements of it? Where, with whom, how, what time of yeah. day, in what location, with how many people around? And can you orchestrate the schedule to be different so that you literally don't have that element? So for instance, some people are only abusive when it's just you but if mm -hmm. there's a crowd there they won't do it or maybe they won't do it in a public place but they'll do it in the home and so you know just saying where does this go badly and I think an even more important question is when does our relationship go well and how can mm -hmm. I recreate the times it works and so let's do That's that good. let's say it works really great when blank and fill in that blank and make that happen mm -hmm. instead of the other and so we can manipulate environments a little bit in order to create the better likelihood of success if your goal is a successful outcome and you have to define what success is success may be um, by the way <laughs> success may be not that they were better <laughs> But that you didn't lose your temper or that you stayed kind yeah. and loving despite their behavior. That might be an absolutely successful outcome. Yeah. Or I just want to connect with one of my family members and have, a, you know, maybe not meaningful, but just a good conversation, really check in with them. And that, that's it. That's a good goal. And you walk that's away great. going, well, I did that. Other yeah. things fell apart, but I did that. Right. Yeah. And so you change your success. Um, I think there, we, we want to talk about forgiveness. This is the holiday season yeah. and we are, if you're a Christian, you're called to love your enemies. And maybe this is the holiday to do that, yeah. to forgive those people that have hurt you, to love your enemies and to take it to God and say, Lord, help me see them the way you see them. Help me see them how they could be if you were working in their lives. Help me thank God for all of their best traits, everything good about them. And in that process of praying for them and focusing on what's good and thanking God for what's good um, and then asking God to help you forgive them, that'll change at least your piece of the puzzle. And yeah. as you come into that with those hard family members, it'll go better. Yeah. I think that's great. It's kind of, it's celebrating the small victories. Mm -hmm. So just, God, I'm thankful that we all got together today. And sure, maybe it had some ups and downs, but we all showed up. And even that I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. I think also imagining what it would look like to go well is a mm -hmm. is a tool of the trade. So literally thinking, okay, if this went really well, what would it look like? And it may be way less than the hallmark plan <laughs> it might just be it looks yeah. really well if nobody said something really harsh to each other or if yeah. grandma was happy or if you know i don't know um but what would it look like it you know it looks it looks really great if i was like i said i stayed kind and gentle and that yeah. that would be a successful outcome so imagining those things and you're much more likely to get what you picture in your mind so picture yeah. it and do it well we're coming close to the end here the last thing had to do with expectations i think mm -hmm. we've been hitting at this all along what do you expect to happen and how could don't expect the homework mm -mm. thing don't expect it to be perfect take your family the way they really are yeah. and take your your grief and loss the way it really is and take the stress the way it really is and then say okay reasonably 
what did success look like? And how can I adjust my expectations to that? I love that because then again, you're prepared for reality. Mm -hmm. And so then when reality inevitably comes, you're not disappointed, but you can still have joy. You can still enjoy that. Hey, there were no fights with so-and-so, or I just want, you know, this family member to know that I love them. And those victories, that's all that you expected for the day. And so the day was a win. The day was good. And I think for me, one of the things I've done is lower my expectations of everything going well and picking like if I ask myself what are the most important elements that I'll be upset if they don't happen Mm -hmm. and then making sure those happen and letting the rest go and actually communicating that expectation to other people so saying to my family you know what going to church is the deal breaker for me on Christmas Mm -hmm. Eve that if we do that I'm happy I don't care if we do other things or no chibwainer if everybody goes and does their other things but I want that one little piece and so saying that's my Christmas present can you do it for me and asking people to Mm -hmm. meet that one thing you need and maybe everybody needs this song sung or this whatever (laughs) but you know asking people to kind of identify what's the most important part for them and then how do we make that happen and then the rest is like we all got to compromise that's the way real life goes so changing those expectations and maybe also to just learning to laugh. So I think sometimes <laughs> we just have to be able to laugh at ourselves, but even look around at your family and the chaos sometimes and just kind of, all right, this is my family. This is the one I got. And just kind of laughing and noticing that even despite all these things, there's still, there's good moments and there's moments that you can cherish and remember. And, and it's real life. Maybe just being realistic that no one has that Hallmark family. No. So you're not missing out on something that is actually reality. So every family meeting on the 25th is going to have their flavor of dysfunction. So that's just being a human. So you're okay. I love that. That's a really good place to end, you know, and just being so filled with gratitude for what we do. And we do have family. You're not sitting there alone. Yeah. Uh, or maybe our health or maybe being Americans or maybe the fact that we have most of all the fact that we have Jesus in our lives. Yeah. And so he's enough and he's the reason for the season. So Well, this is Lindsay and Tova with Wellspring on the Air because hearts and minds matter. Wellspring on the Air is a production of Wellspring Counseling, a nonprofit professional counseling center with multiple locations in Miami-Dade County. Wellspring therapists are licensed by the state of Florida and Christian in their worldviews. They have wide ranges of clinical expertise, including marriage, family, anxiety, depression, and trauma. Their diverse group of therapists includes several who speak Spanish or Portuguese. If you would like to know more about Wellspring's services of counseling and education, go to their website at wellspringmiami.org or give them a call at 786-573-7010 or email them at ontheair at wellspringmiami.org. Again, you can find a way to contact them at wellspringmiami.org.